the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Do really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Daniel Harris and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Again today we have Mr. Bruce Malone, a former employee at Dow Chemical with a degree in chemical engineering. He is the head of Search for the Truth Ministries and an ambassador for the Logos Research Associates. Bruce, we ended the last program with talking about the devotionals, but you have a a lot of other things. You wrote the book Brilliant. What got you into Brilliant? Well, as I've went around to speak in churches, there's some skepticism about how life could just come alive by itself or bacteria could turn into people, and all that's taught as a fact in the schools. But they buy 100% into this idea that the Egyptian culture goes back, you know, 8,000 years and the Natives came across the Bering Straits into North America 20,000 years ago, and you know, Neanderthals and all those are 30, 40,000 years old. And they just accept it because they hear it over and over and over again. So I decided I'm going to sit down and figure out how do you fit all of these world cultures and all of human history into a biblical time frame? Because God means the truth to be known, and we should be able to understand what he has told us in the Bible in a clear, straightforward way, because he's the ultimate in intelligence. I found stuff that's important, God repeats over and over again in crystal clear language, in context, to mean what it says. And you would assume, if you read the book like any other book, it's telling us that creation's about 6,000 years old and that all cultures of the world would have arisen after the flood 4,500 years ago. That's what the book Brilliant's about. It goes back to the Peruvians and the Egyptians and the Chinese, and it looks at the brilliance of the very original first cultures that arose after the flood. And it is stunning. And then it shows how radiocarbon dating is being misinterpreted coming up with the wrong dates because it denies there's ever been a flood and a step change in the total carbon level in the atmosphere. So you get the wrong answers because you start with the wrong assumptions. So it ties all this together biblically. And people love this book. And again, it's like a coffee table book, two page spreads. Each two page spread is one topic or one artifact from one culture. And a timeline showing how it all fits biblically. What you're addressing is one of the most difficult paradigms to break with our generations and with our culture. And that's the age issue. It's not just the age issue. They were brought up from the start with the Flintstones and with all of this idea that man was a brute that is evolving up. Right. And just the title is brilliant. Brilliant because what was Adam? 
brighter than we are. Yep. Brilliant from Genetically, the Genetically, every generation deteriorates more than the previous generation. And we see that with a number of genetic diseases that build up on our genome. And furthermore, archaeologists, they're trained through an entire education system to force fit everything they find into the Stone Age, followed by the Bronze Age, followed by the Iron Age, followed by the Modern Age. And that's what they're going to do. And yet even today, we'll find Stone Age cultures with Rocket Age cultures on the same planet, even sometimes in the same country. I just did an article on that in our communique newsletter two months ago about how that's a very localized thing. It's not right. like the whole world went through the Stone Age or the Bronze Age and, or the Iron Age. And that's what we find in the archaeological record. Right. Brilliance in the Egyptian culture at the same time an Ice Age is raging and you have people eking out of existence in Northern Europe. Same time period, different cultures and technology. You have done, I believe, 18 different types of presentations that you've put together. At oh, this at point. least. At yeah. least. Yeah. One of the newest ones is the Grand Illusion, which I listened to you do via webinar in Houston the other day. What's the basis or structure of that? Well, my goal is always not to just present a bunch of facts, but put it in a relevant structure. And again, I look at what is convincing people that evolution's true and the Bible's not. And it's never just the facts, because the facts are always interpreted in a philosophical framework. And you have two. Either natural processes have made everything. The un- if the universe is a box, the box and everything in it made itself. Or there's been an interaction by something outside of the whole physical reality of the universe. And that would be God, who started things, made things, formed things. And he's told us when and how. So I thought, in the biological area, what's, what's the evidence that people hear about, especially in high school, educated scientific communities, that make them believe evolution's a fact? And often it's this thing called the Linsky experiment. And it's been going on for 30 years where Richard Linsky at the the University of Michigan has bred over 70,000 generations of bacteria. And he's watched what happens as that bacteria mutates and mutates and mutates. And about 34,000 generations into it, the E. coli bacteria started to eat or metabolize citrate, which is chelating carrier for some of the sugar in the little Petri dish. Now, it normally doesn't do that. And it's been publicized everywhere, including by Linsky himself, as an as absolute proof that mutations can happen to cause things to have a evolutionary advantage or an upward advancement. Because now this little bacteria can eat sugar or it can eat citrate. So it has two food sources. It has an advantage in that Petri dish. And that's all students here. Ah, convincing proof, mutations cause things to change in advance. Well, it's ultimately deception. That's why I call it the grand illusion. You look behind the curtain at the rest of the facts and you realize and discover that E. coli always had that programming in its DNA. But citrate's harder to metabolize, takes more energy, more effort. So normally it doesn't. It goes for the easy food and only in a low oxygen environment does a little programming switch flip. So now it can eat something that wouldn't be available in any other way. But in a laboratory, that switch broke. So now it eats both. And that bacteria would actually be at an enormous disadvantage in the natural world and it would go extinct. So it's only in a laboratory did something break to give it an advantage. So it's not evolution. It's de-evolution that happened to have an advantage. We're going to follow up on that point in a moment. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Daniel Harris and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we have Bruce Malone with Search for the Truth Ministries. If you want to hear more about this or get the massive amount of resources they have, go to their website at searchforthetruth.net. Bruce, you were talking about the structure and what's behind your grand illusion presentation. <laughs> 
Randy Galuza, head of ICR, is really pushing at this point his concept of a continuous environmental tracking. Right. He made a strong statement in the last Acts and Facts that he believes that natural selection is a very, very minor if at all functional piece of nature, right. that almost everything is an adaptive reaction that's already pre-programmed within the genome. Now that turns people's minds upside down just it because. It does. It does. And he's exactly right. I know Dr. Galuza very well, and we've worked together on various things. Scientific discoveries are when someone thinks out of the norm of the way they've been trained to think. And the world around us is trained to think that random mistakes to a programming code, which is what DNA is, could improve that code. And if any of these mistakes happen to have a useful purpose, natural selection will filter them in order to give them an advantage, and they'll become more of them. They'll slowly continue to change into a different creature, a different body structure. There's no evidence of that in the geological record. We just line things up like a tricycle, bicycle, motorcycle, car, and say, see, that proves the tricycle turned into the car. Totally different structures. It it could never happen, but we pretend it does when we look at the fossils. Genetically, biologically, every cell of every body, every system of every organism is constantly pre-programmed to evaluate the environmental conditions they're in, the amount of sugar, the amount of heat, the amount of stuff that it needs, the amount of food that needs to be processed. And whenever there is a a change, it's already pre-programmed to rely on some other mechanism or some other ability that's within that creature. So it's not like you're seeing random changes that are changing one creature into another. What you're seeing is programming in advance to allow organisms to survive and adapt. And then there's feedback. It's an incredible engineering system, every single cell. And to pretend that the thousands of parts could come together to form the whole functioning, adapting structure is like pretending that taking the six parts of a pin, pulling them apart, each one which was designed to become a pin, you could just add random energy and shake it and throw it and put a firecracker together and blow it up and it's going to turn back into a pin. Every experiment we've ever done shows life never forms by just throwing chemicals together. So experimentally, conceptually, and scientifically, we know evolution can't be true. But that means God has to exist. And evolutionists refuse to think outside of the box. One of the, the problem. Point, one of the points you hit during that webinar, which I already knew a little bit about this, but you went into the background. I believe there was Mary Schweitzer did some stuff in terms of trying to show that you could keep soft tissues soft and and, uh, malleable via iron content within a uh, substrate. And I knew from what I'd read about it, those iron concentrations were just ridiculous in terms of the the concentration of iron. But you went into a whole lot of other stuff to show that this was not a real-world experiment. Yeah, that's just one of the issues. Just background for your listeners. The example of the illusion that's going on in geology is the idea that Everything in the ground from trilobites that are supposedly 300 million years old to dinosaurs, the last one would have been 60 million years old, have all been buried over huge periods of time in the rock layers. We've now found soft tissue in dinosaurs that's soft and stretchy, DNA fragments, carbon-14, blood cells, blood vessels, collagen. Over 120 technical papers have now found undecayed proteins and collagen in fossils all over the world. Now, the, the answer, the illusion that's given to students of why it could all still be 
be there is the idea that iron, chemically, we already know if we could get iron to attach to biological molecules, it will cap it and keep it from flying apart and defragmenting as fast and, and extend the life. So Mary Schweitzer, knowing this, thought, where can I find iron to help explain this tissue in dinosaurs? And she took blood, removed the clotting agents, <laughs> uh spun everything down in a centrifuge, physically and chemically broke open the blood cells and then chemically made it reactive so it would now have a right ionic sequence to react with the proteins. And none of that exists in nature. There's no known way iron could migrate out of a hemoglobin molecule to attach itself to other proteins and collagens outside of, of the bloodstream, especially when an animal's dead. So it's a totally bogus, superficial explanation for how something that couldn't happen could happen. And even then, her results only extended the uh, lifetime of these molecules an order of magnitude. So maybe instead of 10,000, they might last 100,000 years. Not 65. But we're told these things are 65 and hundreds of millions of years old. So again, it's a deception that looks good on the surface, but the students are never told the whole story. Folks, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. We recommend that you check out Harry Reid's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oak. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.